Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Hallelujah. I come with party favors, but look like I should have come with sleeping bags. Uh-huh. I come for a party. It looked like I'm in the wrong house this morning. Kisadamakasiki. Hmm? Wonder how many people come to church to relax. To chill, to just sit back and listen. Uh-huh. It's, it's a problem if the employer and the employee comes, the employees come not to work. They don't have a spirit of work on them. They got a spirit of play. Relax. Get through the day. Hmm? So what intent did we come with this morning? Hmm. I don't know if anybody's ready for fire this morning. All right, let me start some fire. I want the worshipers up here this morning. Come. Mm-mm. Not for the reason that you think. Huh? Da, da. Amen. I don't know what I started this morning. Hmm. Well, I just had in mind the three, but uh, I, I like the response this morning. Huh? Hallelujah. So those of you that come up, sit on the front here. I'm, I'm not going to let you, except I want the three that worship this morning. I want those three. Hmm. But I, I like the response. So I'm not going to let you go back the same way. Hallelujah. You three come right here. Y'all just stand right over there where you was at. Who's <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> now, don't these three look nice? Yes. They look like they love God, don't they? Uh, they look, you know, they got the black and the white on. Huh? So that, that looks, 
that looks that looks holy there, right? We're not going to talk about the woman with the pants over there, but that looks holy right there. See, this is what happens when we're not fully awake. I asked for the three, for the worshipers. I don't think I said three. But the guitar player comes, you know. I don't know how you, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> we got six. So maybe I didn't say three, but I said the worshipers. But I find they look holy this morning. Anybody find so? Uh, uh. Now, you know, sometimes somebody comes up here to worship and they look like they're trying to outshine the sun. But they, see, this looks a little bling there, but this looks... Everybody understand what I'm saying? All right, now. It's, it's very important for you to be awake and ready to move with God when you come into the house of God. Otherwise, you get lost in the uh, transition. Or, or you get lost in the, uh, what is it, the, um, when you convert a Bible from what, the translation. You get lost because you didn't come ready. Uh, didn't come ready so I, I like these that just come forward they weren't sure they just knew they wanted to worship God this morning hmm? and the Lord sees that and he's going to reward that yes now like I said these look holy this morning there's some people that come up here and they look like they're trying to outshine the sun right we're going somewhere this morning right so, in other words, they got bright, bright colors on. But there's something that looks a little bit more holy about darker colors. Or even if we go black and white, that seems to be no color. True? All right. So, y'all can see it. Just the illustration. I just want to get people's blood pumping this morning so we can, so we can go somewhere. Right? I don't know. He got sneakers on. I don't know if that's... Um, all of this is to make a point. Right? And hopefully you haven't become critical in this process of me making this point. All of this is to make a point. Granted, you know, how we dress speaks. And there's even a question, some people ask the Lord before they get dressed, you know, what they should wear. At least to church, maybe not to the nightclub, but to church they would ask the Lord. You know, usually because we know that we're about to walk into a house of judgment and we don't want to be judged. So we ask the Lord, does this look okay? Uh, um, so... This this is the thing. I want to talk about religious love. Now, obviously, the, there's things that's appropriate and not appropriate. And the truth is, even if somebody comes up here with real bright colors, that really doesn't say whether or not 
if they're serious about God or if they love God. Nor does coming in black and white. That doesn't really say. That is a religious order or religious love. The Old Testament was religious. It didn't mean people couldn't love God, but it was set up religiously. Do you realize we need laws in the beginning to know that we love God? How do you know that you love God? Well, I love God. I come to church. Yes. Occasionally, we've seen a cockroach or two here. How do you know you love God? You say, well, I go to church. I don't miss church. Hmm? I don't play with church. Hmm? I give. You know. Uh, so, how, how do you know that you love God? The w way. And see what she says. We obey him. Obeying. That's love. Some of you obey the police, but do you love them? You obey the laws of the land, but do you love them? Think about it. How do you know you love God? And see, in the Old Testament, it was set up through laws. But I want to go to a step further. Granted, we, we need laws in the beginning. That's how we know that's how we know, okay, if you love me, you do this and this and this. We do that with each other. We do that with God. If you love me, you do this. And I will do that, right? So basically, religious love is 50-50. It's what's fair. You do this, I do this, right? Religious love is always 50-50. We give to get. But how do you know you love God? Well, I read my Bible. So do sinners. So do God-haters. So you realize the way that you know that you love God has been established through law. This is what I do. And granted, if you love somebody, yes, there's deeds, there's sacrifices, there's offerings. It's a giving. Love, you know, uh, James says, you know, faith without deeds is dead. So granted, love does work, and love does do things, but just doing things doesn't mean that it's pure love. It could just be a religious love. So we, we train a child, you know, this is not the loving thing to do. You know, say goodnight. Say please. So in the beginning... And the Bible says the law was established to lead us to Christ, which is the new covenant, not the old covenant. The old covenant was law, by which most of us still live, even though we mention the name Jesus. So we, we establish that law. So that's how, we, that's how we ease our conscience. I know I love God hmm? because I didn't go to the nightclub. I went to the church. 
How do you know love God? How do you know you love God other than ascribing some things that you do and you don't do? You might find a church that said, I would never go up there in pants. Or I would never go up there with bright colors on. We, we all have our way of defining how we love God and how we love one another. But it's based upon works. I do this. But so God will do this. It's 50-50. And by the way, the old covenant, another word for covenant. See, we don't know covenant unless we practice witchcraft or something like that. And that's not really a covenant. A covenant is a contract. The old contract versus the new contract. So the old covenant, you had the temple, but inside the temple, if you look in the ark, what was in the ark? Some memorable things. First of all, there was the tablets of the covenant. The do's and the don'ts. You do this, right? We good. Yes. Right? When you get married, there's marriage vows. You break them? Mm -hmm. And evidently there's some fine print in there too. Even if you come out into the holy place, in the most holy place, you had the tablets, you had Aaron's staff which established the priesthood, who could enter, who could not enter. You had the manna which says that God provided for us when he brought us out of Egypt into a better place. Come to, and you come into the holy place. Then you got the 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 maror. Jesus is the light of the world. You have the showbread. He's the bread of life. You have the altar of incense, which is just symbolic for prayers. And then you go outside. You have the altar, where you make sacrifice and offering. All of it's just about love. And so. We are somewhere lost between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, but we still based on laws. If you love God, you wouldn't do that. Most everything we do, we describe it by do's and don'ts, and that defines if we love God or not. Yes? That's the way our heart is established. Most of us that think we love God, and I say, tell me how you know you love God. And you would give me a list of do's and don'ts. Hmm? Of do's and don'ts. Even the way you dress. And you can come into church and you can disqualify somebody just by the way they dress. Hmm? You could disqualify somebody by tattoos. You could disqualify somebody by hairstyle. You can just disqualify somebody. Hmm? They're doing some of the things that you would have them to do, but they're not doing everything. But this love, is, this love is not the end of it. This, this is a love of a, this is just a, 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 a contract. It's just 50-50. It's what's fair. And this is not the love that the Christ would have us to have. Hmm? Because if you look in, uh, I think, uh, Matthew chapter 5 and here in Luke chapter 6, you would... That's where it, it always talks about, you know, love your enemies. In Matthew it says, you have heard, you know, love your neighbors but hate your enemies. Jesus said that. That's what you've been taught. 
to love your neighbors and hate your enemies. That's what you've heard. That's what you've been taught. But I tell you to love your enemies. And we're all striving to love God, but we strive to love God with deeds and not with true affection. That's why, because of this error, that's why when things happen in our life, that's unexplainable. We just don't know what exactly what God is doing. Everything that the Lord does is love. Yes, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord. So, those who love the Lord, but once you quit loving Him, you can't see that He's working for good. And that's why most of us fall away, because we do not have a true love. We never had a true love. What we have is contracts of law. And so when we feel like God is breaking his part of the deal, we're ready to find a new God. Anybody hear what I'm saying? You awake yet? Hmm? Now, there's a reason why there's no marriage in heaven. Marriage is a contract. The legal definition of marriage is contract. And there's, the reason there's no marriage in heaven because that love is not real. It is based upon 50-50 and sometimes not even 50-50. It is not real. Most marriages are not real. They're absolutely not real love. It is a contract that you have signed with someone else that if they do their part, you will do your part. Even though you say till death do your part, yes, we, we might say that sometimes till death do we part, but sometimes it's till something else does its part. That love is not real. It's not real. It's, it's, it's based upon an agreement of 50-50. What's fair? Although most of us would prefer 60. 40. Or let's just go all religious. Most of us would prefer 90-10. You know, I give God 10% and he gives me 90. So some of us that think that we're great lovers, we're not because it's, it's based upon deeds. Or we would justify ourselves as a great lover or we would justify ourselves as the best one in the marriage or the friendship or the relationship or even, even if, you, if you get a job, that's a contract. You agree to do this work, and they agree to pay you this amount. It's a contract. It's non-negotiable after that. So you can't complain about the money after you agree to it. But it's simply based upon, you know, doing your part. And some of us think that we're great lovers, but the truth is we're not great lovers because as soon as somebody don't carry the 50%, no. No, we, we shut down like tea and tech. 
No more juice, no more electricity, no more fire. So this whole thing, we've been taught, Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 5, I think, 43, he says, you have heard, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. Hmm? And that's what we've been taught. So marriage is not in heaven because it's not real. And we've been taught that marriage is the most sacred of love, but it's not real. It's not real. Even the, even the sexuality in marriage, we expect that to be 50-50. What is real about marriage? Nothing is real about marriage. That's why it's not going into heaven. Because it's not true love. And most women and some men don't even feel safe until the contract is signed. Mm? And the preachers even say, don't give no free samples. Don't be like Price Mark. Wait till the contract is signed. Huh? And that ring that you cherish. That ring that you cherish. That is a covenant. Yes? That's also a sign to everybody else that that's somebody else's property. That's not love. That is not love. Love keeps no record of a wrong. Love loves. And Jesus said it best here, and he said it best in Matthew. If you love those who love you, what credit? What credit? Look at that word. What credit? That word credit could be rewards. Most of you, when you hear credit, you think about borrowing. And some of you have borrowed a whole lot because there's been people that's loved you a whole lot more than you've loved them and you owe them. Just as we owe Christ because he died for us. What credit? What, what points you get? You, you're not getting no points. What credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. Here in Luke it goes on to say, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit? What have you really done? Huh? Or in divorce court, you know, we want a divorce. I love them, but. You broke the contract. And that's why there is a new covenant in my blood, says the Lord, because you broke the old contract. And you refused, even though I, I gave you opportunities that you could sacrifice and come back, you still didn't do it. But we see ourselves as such great lovers, but we want something in return. 
And in the church, oh, well, we, we preach the gospel to people and we do this and we feel like we have loved so much. But the truth is you want those people to honor you by following you and you want those people to come in and say, say, yeah, you know, they led me to Christ. And you want to sit back there and feel, finally, I got my payment for witnessing. I don't even know if we're capable of love, <laughs> to be honest. And when I say we, I conclude myself. Because it seems like every act of love we do, we have some kind of motive for doing it. Huh? We're like a merchant that says, bye, come back soon. The next time a merchant says, come back soon, why don't you show up at their house about dinner time? Come back soon. You know what they mean, come back and buy something soon. Do we even know how to love? And when we read this in Luke and in Matthew, 90% of that stuff we don't do. We don't turn the other cheek. 90% of that stuff we don't do. We don't even do this. What credit? Should you love those that love you? By all means. But it's not really no credit. Because they're going to pay you back some way or another. So here you are. You get up out of the grave. When the saints go marching in. And you believe yourself to be this great lover because you, you loved your children and you loved your parents and you loved your wife and, you know, you, you, you tolerated this one and that one and you come in before the throne feeling like you have loved but you've done nothing. Which I think should leave us scratching our head this morning. What is love and do I even have a clue what that means? Because so often we do things for people and we say, I did this for them. I can't believe they're doing that to me. As if though you doing good to your neighbor was supposed to somehow have some security to it. Does anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? Huh? Yes? Now I know I bust some bubbles this morning. But at least I woke you up. <clears throat> Does anybody hear what the Lord is saying this morning? But we think we are great lovers. And we think we love God. Huh? Yes. I love worship. And I believe in dancing before the Lord. I would never discredit that. Sometimes you just got to come out and love on God. But are you loving on God? Or is, are you dancing for people to see? <clears throat> Are you dancing for God to see? Oh, look how much my child loves me. Huh? It's a 50-50. And I know we don't want to talk about marriage. <laughs> we don't even want to talk about dating right now. 
We don't even want to talk about friendship right now. Huh? Now listen, this is preparing us for the judgment. Imagine you take your loving self, live your life out, die and get to heaven and then hear this message. All right, which way is hell? I'm going. <laughs> what? So thank God we're hearing this message. He prepares the way for us. Uh, if nothing else, it should create some humility in our life. And if nothing else, it should help us to understand what love is. It's not the things that, that we credit ourselves for. And here's the, the terrible thing. Somehow or another, we need, we need laws to believe that we love God. We can't just believe that he loves us. Oh, no. I, I can't believe that God just loves me. I got to do something. And, and mind you, mind you, you know, it says there's no debt should be left outstanding but the debt of love. And granted, when God loves us, there should be a, a response because he has loved us. You know, there should be some adoration. There should be some willingness to, to serve and love other people. Granted, but here it is. We get lost because he loves me. What do I need to do for him? You want to repay it back one time. And here's the thing. We need laws. We need laws so we can feel comfortable that we have loved God back. Oh, we know God is a greater lover, but we need, to, need some comfort to know that we have loved God back. We can't just believe that he loves us and how about just love him back because he loves us? We love him, we love him because he first loved us. Why can't we just love him? Why do we need the laws to, to justify that we've loved him? Why do I need to tell myself, you know, I must not love God because I haven't put nothing in the offering in a few weeks? Or why must we walk in the sanctuary feeling like we have loved God? Yes? See, in this house, the offering is outside, so you can put it in before you come to service. You know, like you give thanks for food before you come to service. Wow. Hint, hint. Uh, you could get up in the middle of service and say, Oh, I think I feel like I'm going to give. We could do it at the end in the service. Or we could be like some people, they just come up. Some people come here during the week, they just come to say, I come to put in my offering. But why do we feel like we have to need that before we feel like that we have loved God? Or maybe the bigger question is, why do we feel like we can't love? Why do we feel like we have to do something? And we have to have some kind of points before we feel like we love God. And this just lines up with what I've been preaching for a long time. Listen, you got you got to forget about what kind of person you are. God is wonderful. 
But see, it's the same 50-50 thing. You think unless I do something, then God is not going to bless my life. And if I don't become perfect, I'm not going to get no blessing. But I'm telling you, the Lord will bless your life if you believe he's good. But while he's good to you, how can you not but love him back? But loving back is not a list of rules and do's and don'ts. Loving him back. The Bible says if we have love, then there is no need for law. There's no need for punishment. There's no need for anything if we have love because love will always do the right thing. But we need that. We need that law to know that we love God. Hmm? That's, that, that's, that's like myself. You know, sometimes individuals want to prove to me that they love me. And sometimes they ain't got no money. <laughs> so they don't feel like they love me. Or sometimes they even ask God, Lord, I want some money so I can, I can do something for the prophet or I could do something for the house. But the truth is you just want to do something so you feel like that you have loved. That's not love. Don't get me wrong. When you love, you'll empty your pockets. You won't look to see what you can afford. And that's not the objective of this message. The objective of this message is we need this law. And that's why some people never get out of the Old Testament. And that's why some of us make a law out of the New Testament. The law of sin and death. You do wrong, you die. You don't give love, you don't get love. You don't do good, you don't get good. Do unto others if you would have them do unto you. What you sow is what you reap. So there's, there's law all in that. But when you come out from the law, then you find the law of spirit in life. Which is just love and free. Right? That's just like the three individuals that I brought up this morning. They would be acceptable in a lot of churches as looking holy, right? Some churches might need a little dolly or something to go with it. Yes, but you know some bright orange jumpsuits and stuff like that because all of that we're trying to we're trying to say that that's not really loving God that's like some churches they don't believe in instruments no 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 we don't want no man-made things in here see if we really love God we wouldn't need instruments if we really love God we wouldn't need orange if we really love God women wouldn't wear pants uh, you know what a stupid argument that is about women wearing pants. You know back in Jesus' days, nobody wore pants. That is such a stupid argument. Maybe they had men's clothing and women clothing, but nobody had pants back in Jesus' day. Nobody had their pants. <laughs> Get this. When the Bible was written, pants was not invented. But I want you to understand how much you need law. You don't really need it, but how much you think you need it. You know why we need law? Because we want to know when is enough. When do I have to stop loving? When do I have to stop giving? Huh? We go to the counselors. Should I do this for my husband? Or should I be doing this for my wife? 
or my husband wants me to do this and my wife wants me to should I, should I do that law not love no huh My husband wants a roti every night. As a wife, should I have to do that? What's the Bible say? The Bible says you should have got to know him first before you married him. And the size of his belly should tell you that the man likes roti. And when that man leaves his mama's house and his mama's roti and comes to you. (laughs) Think about it. Do we even know how to love without some kind of law or rule? So if you think about it, and we really don't have time to get into this because this is a wonderful, deep, 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 Revelation. We might get into it a little bit in Saturday class. You're welcome to attend if you would like from 9 to 12. But the whole thing of the temple, the whole thing of the temple in the Old Testament was about law. It's about remembering what God had done. It's about respect. It's about giving. It's about offerings. It's about sacrifice so that we would know that we love God. The Bible says, until that temple was destroyed, the one in heaven couldn't exist. And the reality, when you get to the end of the book of Revelation, it says, I saw the city and there was no temple because the covenant was completed. Because even though we don't worship in these earthly tabernacles, except our body is an earthly tabernacle, and we worship God inside of us, no matter what color the tent is on the outside, or even if the tin is in pants, it don't matter. <laughs> you know, as long as it's, there's a realm of decency most definitely, but love will always be decent. So then we move to the new covenant and we have this temple that's in heaven, but in reality when it's all over with, even that does not exist. Because it's a covenant, it's a contract. See, we don't know how to love without laws. We, we need these laws. How can I go home today And know that I have loved God. Why don't you just ask your heart? (laughs) But how do I know? How can I go home today and know whether or not if I love God? Oh, I danced today. I love God. Oh, I stayed awake for the whole service. I love God. Oh, I gave more than I usual did in the offering plate. I love God. I spoke to four people today. And you know what is awesome? I think it's back in, 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 in Matthew. You, you know what is awesome? Jesus said, if you greet those that greet you, what have you done? No, catch this. You're awake. He says, if you greet those that greet you, what have you done? So you come to church. Oh, brother, how you doing? Sister, how are you today? Let me give you a big old hug. I ain't seen you in a week. And they give you a hug back. Jesus says you ain't done nothing. What credit is that? 
Did you greet your enemy? Did you greet someone outside? And how many of you have ever gone to hug somebody and greet them and it was kind of cold? You said, me? Never again. <laughs> me? Never again. That means that you are a prostitute. You didn't go to them to care for them and love on them. You went to them so they would love you back. And in the church, we're deceiving ourselves. We're greeting each other. We're patting each other on the back. And we say, I love you. And we say, oh, here's a 20 I was thinking about you. Here's a 100 I'm thinking about you. And then next week, they give you the same 100 back. <laughs> but we feel like we have loved God and we have loved each other. Is this truth? And quite frankly, you might as well leave now because I'm not sure if this message is going to get any better. <laughs> Unless it just comes to a place where we say, Lord, it's true, you know. I, I, I base my whole love on, on what somebody else is doing or I'm basing my love on, on what I get back in return. Huh? And God loves me, you know. Oh, I felt so loved. I went to Price Mart today and they gave me an extra sample. They didn't give you no extra sample. They're ready to go home, so they gave you the last ones. And they're not giving you no free samples, no way. Somebody's at the top says, let's show them how good this tastes. So you will buy and go home with it. Ain't no free sample. Jesus is the only free sample there is. He died on the cross for you. Everything in life is to get. And in the church, we deceive ourselves. And you know what's really sad? And this grieves me. It grieves me, A, that we're in that place. But it grieves me that you are entrapped by that, that mind wave of thinking. Because some of you are sitting in church and you're thinking... I'm a good person. So God's going to bless me any day. I come to church faithfully. Uh, and I don't ever grumble against what the prophet says. Even if I don't like it, I don't grumble. I just sit there and take it. <laughs> uh, nah, talking to some. You, you, you pride yourself. Uh, oh, church, it was good today. Huh? Church was good today. Church was good today. Oh, I liked it today. Church was good. Cafe was great, but it's good. <laughs> oh, I, I, I felt I felt the love of God. Huh? You can always feel the love of God when you believe him, but do you love him back? And granted, if you love somebody, you give to them without finding a limit. That's a given. Love does that. And love will give sometimes, a lot of times when nobody's giving back to you. I'm not saying be foolish. 
You should teach your children to love back. So you've got to teach your children some laws about love, but you yourself should grow out of them. And sometimes you should look to see if your children love you just because you're a gadget giver or do they love you because they love you or are they just loving you because you're their parents and their punisher? And guess what? There's a choice. You can't ever make your children love you. You can teach them religious love and you can teach them to honor religious love and unfortunately that's about all we do in the church sometimes because the truth is all you can do is teach about love it's something in your heart that gives way and says I love hmm? the reason some of you are married not married yet because you're still waiting for somebody of the past to come back and show you some more love so it's evidence that they love you. <laughs> Are you waiting for them to pay their 50% of the electric bill? Really? That's what marriages come down to? I used to love them because they paid. We made a deal. They pay 50, I pay 50%. But lately, they ain't paid their 50%. So there's no cooking in the house, the kitchen, or the bedroom, or anywhere else. Hmm? When did God ever stop loving you? Did he stop loving you in the prison? No. Did he stop loving you when you was doing your worst? No. Did he stop loving you when you are doing stupidest? No. Did he stop loving you when you started that fight and got your teeth knocked out? No. How does God show you? And how can God bless your life without you thinking it's law? See, that's the dilemma of heaven. I want to bless you. I want to use you as an example. I want to bless you. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to start blessing your life and you think it's because you're special and you think it because you are a good lover. When you are not a good lover, you're just a good taker. So every now and then I have to let something happen in your life to see if you still love me. And why is it you don't come see me when you go through bad times? Why is it you stay home? Why is it you watch your gadget? Why you say you're going to watch me on TV? You're going to watch me on my gadget and you know you ain't watching. The gadget is watching but you ain't watching. Because the first sign that God, listen, he saved us. He would never have to do anything else. But he wants to make an example out of you. He wants to, he wants to, to love you. But he got to know that you don't think it's law. Because if he starts blessing you and you think it's law, you don't change and you don't get into the kingdom because you don't know how to love. 
That's the main reason why I say it's not about what you do in life that gets you blessed. It's about believing that, that God loves you and he wants to bless your life. And that's why sinners sometimes are getting more blessed than us Christians because we think we're holier than thou. Hmm? I love the Bible, but if there's a silly book in the Bible, it's the book of Job. But we love that book, don't we? Why I say it's a silly book, no disrespect to the Bible, but why I say it's a silly book, right? Why I say that, that it's silly is because 40-something chapters is about Job thinking that he was a good lover. And he knew everything. Now, after all these trials, he realized he didn't know nothing. So, the breakthrough was there. But it wasn't his family, it wasn't his riches, it wasn't all that. Hmm? And Job was doing everything he could to make sure his riches kept flowing. He lived by law. Hmm? He offered sacrifice for his children, even if they had a party. Because he thought he was good. He thought he was holding it together. Even Satan knew. God had built a hedge around Job. But Job thought he built a hedge around himself. And when the hedge didn't stand up, Job couldn't figure out all my good works. But the truth is, Job didn't love God. He was doing that to get. Hmm? He was rising early in the morning. He was, he was doing all these sacrifices and things. He was doing that. So his family would get, and his family would grow, and he would grow. Not based on love. Not based on love. We won't get married and start a family. Don't even like children, but we want to start one. Huh? I have so much love to give. Who am I talking to? I got so much love to give. Huh? Where's my lovers in waiting? I have so much love to give. Huh? Huh? A woman would be so blessed to love me. She'd be so blessed to have me love her. I just got all this love just saving here. You know, love is like manna. You can't use it the next day. Whatever capability you have to, to love, you better use it today. Mm -hmm. Some of you got some stale, stinky old love. You've been, you didn't save it to the next day. You've been saving it for years. I'm saving all my love. You ain't got no love if you're saving it. Love is love. It ain't got nothing to do with marriage. It ain't got nothing to do with else. Love is love. If you love somebody, you would even let them go. If that's what they want to do. You wouldn't hold them back. But some of us think we're so great lovers. Don't we? Eh? I told you it wasn't going to get no better. Oh, if a man gets me, I'm speaking on behalf of a woman and not myself. If a man gets me, 
They don't know what love is till they get till they get my love. Let me say this again. Love is like manna in the Old Testament. You try to keep it for the next day, it goes bad. Uh, so if you've got any love, you need to share it today. Maybe even with an enemy. You don't know what direction God might say. Share that love. Mm. Or some of us, you got a praise dance waiting. But you're not going to dance it until you get what God has promised you. You practice at home a little bit, but you ain't going to do it in the church. You're just waiting to give that testimony. Oh my gosh. That, that's not love. That's not love. And in case if any of you are feeling like I am right now, I feel like Nicodemus, I need to crawl back in my mother's womb and come out and find out what love is because I know that I have the capability of love. I know that I do love, but I know it's very contaminated with law. I know it's contaminated. But the more I love him, the more I believe I become like him. Our, our, our desire to be like him is not, not to have, you know, Long flowing blonde hair as some people think Jesus looks. <laughs> it was not blonde. <laughs> he was a Jew in the flesh. But in heaven he's God. To be like him is to be loving like him. And to be giving like him. And there's one reason why I know. Jesus never was married. You know why people say Jesus was married to Mary Magdalene? You know why they say that? Why? To justify their own love in life. Mm -mm. Everybody was Jesus' bride. Mm -hmm. If you have an abundance of love, if you love out of love, you don't need a husband or a wife. Mm. Mm. It's sad sometimes. We get married to prove that we are a loving parent. Or we're a loving husband. And sometimes we just, we just get tired of our husband and wife because they don't give. And I'm not saying you should stay in an abusive relationship. I'm not saying that that's the. I'm not saying that that's love. Sometimes love makes some tough decisions. Say, hey, no, it's time for you to find somebody that you like. You know, I'm not saying they don't make tough decisions. I'm not saying there's not a time to fight. But that's not what the scriptures is talking about. So that's a given. What I'm saying is, you going to shut your love down because somebody else shut their love down? Thirty-something huh? years of ministry, I have gone out of my way to help several people that don't even like me today. How do I know that I have loved? This is one way I know that I have loved. I don't wish I could go back and take it back.
I am glad I love them. And I believe one day they're going to love me too. In heaven, they're going to realize that was God loving them. That's one way I know that I have loved. I'm not saying that I've in any way mastered it, but I know that. I don't regret being nice to people that turned out not nice to me. I don't regret being nice to people. I don't regret letting things go. I don't regret forgiving people because I like that feeling of love. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Listen, if you're holding something against somebody, you don't know love. If you're holding something against somebody, don't tell me you love your family. Don't tell me you love God. The Bible says that if you hate your brother, you lie, you deceive yourself, you don't love God. And let's bring it down a notch. If you have unforgiveness towards people, you do not love your family. Because your love is contaminated by the unforgiveness there within you. If you want a sign, it's not law. If you want a sign, now of course the Bible says, and that's how we turn the New Testament into a book of law. If you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. So we made a law out of it. Right? We made a law out of it than the reality of it. If you don't forgive, that grows inside of you. If you don't forgive, you, you, you've got no room for a husband or a wife. If you don't forgive, you, you've got no room for your own husband or wife. How can you love with a heart that's set on revenge? One of the ways you know that, that Christ is in you is that you forgive those who've done you wrong. Hmm? Hmm? Not church attendance. You know some people attend church regularly because they can't wait for God to revenge them? <laughs> When, O oh Lord, shall you hear my cry? That's why you love the Psalms so much. Isn't that ironic, the Psalms? Psalms. You know, most of them are songs. You know how many songs there are in Psalms about getting even with my enemy? <laughs> I'm surprised there ain't one in there about a husband or a wife, you know. You know, a psalm. Is that true? I mean, sometimes we need to cry out when we are in bondage or, or when we've been mistreated. But if the mistreater has left us and all you're focusing on is revenge, what love? What love you got? Huh? Can you? It's a question. Do you have love? If you have hate inside of you? And what would Jesus tell you to do? I'm not looking to kill nobody. 
This is just the word this morning. Because uh. truthfully, what, what is love apart from these laws? So I, I, I showed you some examples is that you have forgiveness. That's a sign that you got some of that Jesus love. Right? Hmm? That you have that forgiveness. And that you try to exercise that love every day and not just to people who's going to give it back to you. But you try to have that attitude towards others. And if you let yourself come to church and say, wow, I've been to church all year. I come to church, Lord. Hmm? For example, if tomorrow you need money, and you say, Lord, I need some money. I come to church Sunday. Here's the thing. The Lord is going to take care of you. But the bad thing is what happens to your mind. You think because you do this. Hmm? Our love is like filthy rags in comparison to his love. What I really strive for and what the Spirit is striving for this morning is that you would give up on you being such a great lover. Listen, you cannot be a great lover and think about it. You can't be a great lover and, and you're keeping records of how much you love this one and how much you love that one and this one. Huh? And, I, and I gave this one, you know, some food and they didn't even say thank you. They just looked at it. Almost like they took it because they felt like they had to. Hang on, give them nothing else. <laughs> and how your love goes, goes off like a rocket. It just switches. Love should never be that way. That's a religious love. And yes, we train our children in it. And we are trained by it. But it says the law is to lead us to Christ. Hmm? Yes. And if you feel a little guilty this morning, welcome to church. If you feel damned, tell the devil to get away from you. But the objective to the message is that we would love more. Hmm? Because you can get married in one eye you love and one eye you're watching. Uh, I'm surprised more of us are not cross-eyed. One eye we love and one eye we're weighing. Mm, we're weighing. Uh, and I understand. If you, if you come to church for the first time this morning, I understand. You, you're watching and you just, you know, you're trying to make sure we ain't worshiping the devil. Listen, ain't nobody in no church worshiping the devil unless it's the flesh. They ain't worshiping anything but the seat they sit in on most churches. I understand that you, you come and you say, all right, all right, let, let me see if this is where the Lord wants me to be. But after you've been here for a while, I'm just watching. 
Did God send you here to watch and condemn and criticize and to shoot and kidnap? Or did he send you here to love? Do you realize how much you guard your love? Huh? Only the Prince of Persia could get your love. You realize how much we guard our love? And I understand with the whole gender thing and, 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 and sexuality and things, you know, that we, we're a little bit more cautious. Yes, and, and women seem to be more cautious than men because they think their love is so much better than men's love, you know. So they're super cautious with that, you know. But you, the truth is, you should love your brothers, you should love your sisters in a holy and pure way. The Bible said to men, and you could reverse it for women, it says, look at older women as your mother and younger women as your sister. But we, we shield our love. We guard our love. And we, we want to make sure it's 50-50. That's going to be good. You know, I'm not going to show you any kind of favor unless I know I'm going to get favor back. And we're afraid to love. We're afraid to love. And let me ask the question again. How do you know you love God? Don't give me statistics. How do you know you love God? Okay, somebody said love people. What people? Huh? Yes, sometimes, you know, sometimes we love people in church, but we, we love the people that look like they might have a little money. Hmm? And, and have you, let's be honest this morning. Have you ever, have you ever been to church and you know, you, you know, you, you just, you know, you're making sure you don't love the wrong people. So you, you loving everybody the same, but then you realize somebody got in a Mercedes and something about the way they got in the Mercedes makes you love them more. Huh? But if but if you see them standing out there, you know, if you see them standing out there, you know, waiting for a taxi, it makes you love them less. The bottom line is, we all gold diggers. We just ain't got no gold shovels to hand out this morning. Is that true? Can I say that this morning? Can I speak that without us feeling bad? The intent is not to make you feel bad. The intent is to open the door so you can love more. Not only love more, to open the door so God can love you more. Huh? You can't come before God saying, oh, I, I do this and I do this and I do this. God can't bless you because you, you think it's because you're doing these things that he is obligated to give you something because you do these things. And sometimes that's what's holding your blessing back because you don't understand. God is doing these things. He loved you before you loved him. And God will bless your life if you will just believe he will bless your life. He will change your life. He'll give you a better job. Look how many sinners in the world have good jobs, but you don't. <sighs> that the sinners might repent. And that God's kindness leads to repentance. But he can't bless us if we think we're earning it. 
I'm Mother Church. I don't know why my family not more blessed. Hmm? And guess what you do? Rather than say, my love is not complete. Hmm? This is a curse in the church. Rather than say, maybe I'm not loving as much as I think I am. Maybe I just love those that love me. Maybe it's 50-50. You know what we do? Rather than repent than say that, we say, I must be like Job. I'm just being mistreated. I'm like Job. I love so much. That's why I'm going through so much. <laughs> you never heard it that way before, have you? Uh, be careful you don't start using it. Because I love so much, I'm going through so much. Because I love so much, I'm going through so much. That's why I'm still walking. That's why I don't have my car, because I love so much. That's still why I'm living in this old house and it's galvanized with holes in it and possessed with demons and it rattles. It rattles because it's not nailed down. But that, that's why, that, because I love so much and God knows I love him and other people don't know that. So I'm going through all these trials because I love so much. Well, it's true you're going through all these trials because you think you love so much. No, our love falls short. We just well as they accept that, but it can start to change. It's 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 fearful to love people that don't love you. It's it, it's it's huh? It's scary to get married, even when they're bringing you flowers, huh? Yes. You don't know if they picked them off of somebody else's porch. You don't know if these things are genuine. Huh? They might be laced with cyanide or something. I don't know. Huh? You realize how fearful we are to love? How fearful we are to give somebody a chance? How fearful we are to give a church a chance? Ain't no church perfect. But how fearful we are. We sinners judging the church. <laughs> we all sinners. When we going to understand, everybody you meet today is a sinner. Saved by grace, hopefully. <laughs> huh? So, if you can't love sinners, you might as well die because there ain't nobody else to love. True. Who can you love? Your wife is a sinner? Your husband is a sinner? Your children are baby sinners? Hmm? Huh? Just a sinner marrying a sinner. What does that mean? It means they're sinners. It means they're going to mess up. And the Lord knows that. The Lord knows he didn't find a good thing when he found us. <laughs> but he chose to love us. 
And if we're given freedom, we will love back. If we're given freedom. That's why there's faith. The only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. Doesn't matter what somebody's wearing. Yes. Maybe in your heart there's things that's more decent than others. And yes, there's some sort of line of decency. But it don't matter. That's law. To be free to love. But what I want you to know is once you become free to love, that means you're not justifying yourself as a great lover. And that means God can start to bless you once you understand what love is. Because if you do not give because people don't love you, then you believe that God don't give because you don't love him. And once you tear that down, then the blessings of God, his love can come into your life in abundance. And you realize you didn't do anything to deserve it, even if you come to church this morning. Now, there are, there are times in your life when, you know, maybe you ain't been to church in a while, you'll come to church and all at once your life changed. Or you get prayer and all at once your life changed. That's because of the law that God is teaching you. The law is to lead you to the perfect love. So sometimes you see things like that working. If you do this, sometimes you can give an offering and all at once your business starts taking off. Those things work, but it's still law. Everybody follow? But it's to lead you to that perfect love. It's to get you to a place where you realize, nah, no, 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 no. Huh? God loves me. He wants to bless me. And I love him for that. With whatever love I got. Huh? What if somebody loves you but they don't have 50%? Hmm? Let, me do, let me do Abraham on you. What if they only have 40%? Will you love them? What if they only have 30%? Will you love them? What if somebody only has 20% capability of love? Would you love them? That means yours should be somewhere around 80. Would you love What if they had 10%? Would you love them? What if some people love you 10%? What if that's all they got? What if that's the widow that put in everything she got? What if that's all they got? Maybe that's the only way they know to love you. Huh? Some of you got fathers and mothers you say they don't love you. That's a strong statement. Maybe they love you 10%, but maybe that's all they got. Hmm? But if you was such a great lover, you wouldn't quarrel about the other 40%. True. Think about it. Just let the Holy Spirit begin to show you how much you live by law. And how much your love is affected by this, I don't know, Judge Judy or Judge Brown that lives inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for this word. Yes. The intent is not to make you feel bad. Listen, seriously. I'm confused about love right now. <laughs> but I find that's a good thing.
Now, here's the thing. If you're in God's love and you're confused about love, it won't bother you. But if you live by law, this would bother you a lot. Anybody understand? So if this message is bothering you a lot, it's because you live by law. Because he loved us because of nothing good that we've done. So if the message bothers you, it, it says that you live by law more than you live by love. Because I still feel good in God even when I don't feel like I'm the best. I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? He forgives us all our sins. And he forgives us when our love is only 10%. He receives our blessings even though we may have other motives in them. He overlooks us for all those things. But you have to believe it. That such a love exists. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. I like that. I can love in this life. Sorry. Anybody hear that? She said, I can love in this life. Sorry. You didn't mean to be that loud. See there? I can, I can love. Sorry. We're always ready for sorry. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice just to love? Huh? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be nice to get to a place where you could just hug people and and and, and you could just trust love? Uh, that you could just be free and just just love? Huh? I'm not talking about hippie love, <laughs> but just trust God's love inside of us. It'd be so awesome just to quit. And we're probably not going to do this overnight, you know. But maybe it starts today. Maybe it starts today that we just... Yeah. <laughs> maybe it starts today. Hmm? Maybe it starts today. We just, we just start loving. It's, it's a shame how fearful we are to love. I don't know whether I should love them or not. They might be a bad person. I don't know if I should love them or not. They may ask me for a loan. Huh? I don't know whether to do this or not. They might think this is the wrong. I'm up to something. I want something. Huh? We always think somebody wants something, right? That says we already judge everybody. Uh, rather than just be cool right you, you don't have to give away your life savings you, know, you, you can say no loving doesn't rob you of the privilege of saying yay and nay it empowers them and you go home not feeling guilty mm hmm mm hmm
Ada basahe. Somebody has um Somebody has a, a, a pain in their side. Is mm-hmm. a pain in your side? Mm-hmm. You have a pain in your side, huh? All right, I'm looking for somebody with pain in their side. But if you have faith, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Not the shoulder. We have faith. Healing is in the room right now. Just receive that healing, both of you, right now. Mm-hmm. Because we don't want to discredit the Word of God. If the Word of God says there's pain in the side, that's what He talks about. He's not confused. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. She has pain in her side? Huh? Yeah. That's the side. All right. Mm-hmm. Stand, stand up, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what do you think this pain is? I don't know. You don't know? You don't have any ideas? How long you had this pain? A year, no? Huh? A year. A year. Okay, which side? Right there. It's kind of in front, not quite the side, right? Right there. Where is it? Put your finger on it. All right. I will take that. Mm-hmm. 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 So you don't have no, oh, no no idea what that is? You haven't been to the, the doctor? The doctor says liver pain. Say that? The doctor says liver. Liver pain. Is this something called rheumatory? Rheumatory? Uh, huh? Okay. Rheumatory. But that's not that's not her. You have children? Yeah, two. You have two? The little one and the big one or just there's a, there's a, <laughs> a little one and a big one. 
big one, but the big one is here. See that made you laugh. Right. <laughs> you have two. You ever have complications um, delivering a child? Yeah, the last one, this one here. That one there. You're not the person I'm looking for, but I'm going to speak into it. The liver filters what? What is the liver filter? Anybody know? Huh? Where's the doctor? Where's the liver filter? Filter. Yeah, don't it filter something? What does it do? Detoxifies. Detoxifies. So it, is a, it is a filter by itself. Detoxifies the what? Blood? Yeah. Okay. Blood. All right. All right. Because mm. what, what I keep seeing with you, I'm still looking for this other person, ruminatory. What I keep seeing with you is grief, and it's got to do with the child. Right? Um, now, doctors see things one way, prophets sometimes see another way or a different aspect, things that can cause things, right? Do you know the grief I'm talking about? No. About a child? No. Mm. You said you had some grief, you had some struggles with him, but not yeah. necessarily grief, right? No. Mm. Mm. There's grief in here as concerns a child. Mm -hmm. That was some of the manifestations of it, but that is not all the manifestations of it. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Probably. Uh? I don't know if it's an abortion. I don't know. Okay, so you had an abortion? Yeah. Long time ago? Yeah, before him. Uh, do you f still feel guilty about that? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. All right. And this is not to judge you, it's just to get to the point, right? We all do things for different reasons. It's going to start to change right now. You have this pain constantly? Yeah, off and on. Off and on, what kind of pain? A kind of strong heart pain. Sticking. Sticking pain. All right. And you have it off and on all the time. You had it this morning. Were you yeah. in church? Yes. Yes? You don't have it now? No. Mm, I want you to step out a minute. Step out a minute. Mm, 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 mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of things in life that we can be in grievance about, right? the Lord can take away all those grievances right that's your husband yes. you love him yes a lot <laughs> yes 
after the love um, this morning. Oh, 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 Just because of that answer, God is going to do something awesome in his life. There's something you would like to get done in your job, is that right? What kind of work you do? What kind of work you do? Corporation. Corporation? Yeah. Corporation. But you would like for a breakthrough to come through that corporation, right? Yeah. Yeah? It's kind of like you're stuck in a place. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. All right. You love her? Yeah. <laughs> After that message. <laughs> All right. You're going you're gonna to see that change. It's going to happen soon, right? Listen. All this pain ain't going to go. It's going to go. Hmm? And I do believe it's affecting your liver. But it's going to go. Thank you. You believe that? You receive yes. that? Uh -huh. mm. I believe and I receive. Amen. So you're not feeling no pain now, right? No. It's not going to come back. Amen. Right? It's not going to come back. Mm -hmm. And you love your husband. Yes. <laughs> Lord, just give them extra love. When's the last time he took you on a vacation? Last year. Last year? That's a long time ago. About time to do it again, isn't it? Yeah. True. It's going to happen. Your life is going to change. Ain't going to be no more pain. Right? You believe that? Yes. All right, it's done. You know, sometimes in relationships, we just hold little things against each other, you know. And it just stops us from loving. Yes? Sometimes we either need to slap them or forgive them. See? Truth is, sometimes we just need to fight or forgive. But to let that thing stay inside. I'm not really so big on the slapping, but anybody, you know what I'm saying. You, you, need, to, you need to deal with that. Yes? Huh? Because the problem is you married a sinner. The next problem is that's all they are. <laughs> True. The rheumatory, I'm, I'm looking for that one. That's the sister I, I know about, right? That's what she has. So you're going to stand up for her. See, if you love enough, you can reach into somebody else's life and change it. Uh, you remember the, the friends that lowered the man down through the roof? And it didn't seem like that man coming down through the roof had any faith. But when you love... You can have faith for somebody else. But if there ain't no love, you can't have faith for nobody else. You could, have, you could try to say you got faith, but it's just for show. But if you love, you, you can have faith for somebody else. Huh? 
But do you know what it hinges on? You've got to forgive her for every stupid thing she's ever done. Because even though you're standing up for your sister, and this word is for anybody, even though you're standing up for your sister, you, know, you want your sister to get healed. But you know more about her stupidness than I do unless the Lord tells me. Anybody hear what I'm saying? How many people you want healed but you don't want to forgive them? Oh, shut up. Why healing, healing can come through you, but you've got to forgive her for everything she's ever done, for every accusation, for anything she's done to you, you have to forgive her for all of that. And not forgive them as if though they're perfect. Forgive them because they're sinners. Forgive them because they did wrong. Huh? Some of you ladies, you pray for your husband, but you don't forgive him. <laughs> the devil laughs. <laughs> Isn't that true? You pray for your husband, you pray for your wife, you pray for people, but you don't forgive them. I learned 10,000 years ago. If I have no forgiveness for you, I can't speak healing on you. Anybody hear me? And some of you ministers that would love to minister in healing, your biggest problem is you don't love them enough to forgive it. You love yourself enough to have the anointing. And you love enough to let them get healed so you can look good. But do you love them enough to forgive them? Say you forgive her. Say it. Don't think this is strange. Jesus says, I breathe on you the Holy Spirit. Who you forgive is forgiven. And who you don't forgive is not forgiven. I forgive her prophets. Because see, you know, you know, see, you, you in the house of the Lord, you know all kinds of things about this sister. You don't know everything, but you know all kinds of things. I forgive her prophets. <laughs> see, that's harder than getting her healed, isn't it? <laughs> Check that out. Everybody see this? Isn't that harder? Yeah, Prophet, recently, she's, this is... Uh, that was just one, a question. Okay. <laughs> Second service, you know. <laughs> is that true? Everybody see this? Stand up, stand up, stand up. You've got a blessing coming. Stand up. You see that? We stand up all day long for our sick relatives and, and for people to get healed. But the hardest thing to do is to forgive. Jesus says, which is easier? To pick up the mat and walk or to be forgiven? And then what he said? Which is easier? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive. Pick up your mat and walk. And that's what many ministers don't understand. The hard part is not healing. The hard part is forgiving them. And sometimes you may not even be prophetic, but you already sense this person has done some things in their life and maybe never repented for them. Everybody see this illustration? And what if you were asking for healing 
but you don't forgive yourself how can you be healed hmm? mm. who who had the pain he had the pain Pain gone? Yes? All right. You have any secrets you need to tell your mama? You sure? All right. Who else had pain? Somebody else had pain. I still didn't find my rheumatoid. Who else? Somebody else said they had pain. No? Her? Oh, he left? Huh? Hope he didn't leave with his pain. You can be seated. Yes, Nicole, come. Everybody see that? Did you see that? And we wonder why God doesn't heal a lot of times. The hardest thing is to forgive. But he breathes on us that we may forgive other people. You know your children might be crippled because you ain't forgiven them? Yes. You know your husband might not be getting a good job because you ain't forgiven him? Am I talking to anybody? Somebody saying, Prophet, time for second service. I can't take no more. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. This is to open your heart up. Just, just try loving without any kind of laws or rules or, or reasoning. I just love you because I'm a loving person. Become a loving person. Amen. Yes, Nicole, come. Love ya.